there. Welcome back to Light the Fight. This is another DM message. And for those of you, if you're new to Light the Fight, just so that you know, DM stands for direct message, which is also another word for like a private message. So if this is just really where we are doing question and answers. So people who have a question, a situation, something come up in their life, this is your golden opportunity to reach out and have David and his vast knowledge and my highly defensive <laughs> mom intuition respond. <laughs> respond. Um, anyway, you can always, anytime, DM us. Our DMs are open 24 hours a day, seven days a week, which is really, that's good customer service right there. <laughs> yeah. Well, and also, too, a little disclaimer, and, and I, I should be saying this every time, and, you know, just... Be mindful that when people are sending in questions, um, we're not going to share people's names. Uh, they're sharing the question to keep it confidential. And also, too, because I'm a licensed mental health professional, I'm taking information I've learned through years of practice and years of helping people. But also, I do coach people as well. So when I weigh in on these questions, I'm giving you suggestions and ideas of things that have worked for other people. I am not your counselor. I'm not your therapist. I'm not saying, if you don't do this, you're stupid. Like, I'm just giving you ideas. That's right. This is, very, this is a very safe place. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we did get a very timely question. So right now, as we are recording, um, for a lot of people, school is just starting, either last week or this week. The So in the air... There's a lot of there's a lot of that stress that goes back. That means homework is starting again, accountability, bedtimes, all that stuff. So um, we felt like this was a nice, timely DM, and it's on my phone. And it's man, either my eyes like it's really small, but here we go. <laughs> I'm gonna read it. How can I sensitively approach the subject? Oh wait, this is the no. That's another one. We're saving it. Let me tell you. Now I'm paraphr- now I'm paraphrasing. Now I'm going to paraphrase. The Do we actual- have the other one queued up? Can she look the at it? Real quick? Here it comes. We're semi-professional do, do, podcasters. Do, do. <laughs> if it was professional, it'd be so boring. That's right? true, huh? We'd be perfect. Yeah, have, that's we'd- right. We'd have one of those really nice pre-recorded. Um, intro. In today's oh, no, episode, I like our intro actually. In today's episode, we will be discussing. Okay, here it is. This is the real one. This is the one I was expecting. Okay, go. I told you that it was kind of. This is for realsies. This is for realsies. <laughs> Your question. As so many of us who listen are facing a new school year, I'm wondering what suggestions. This person knows you. Suggestions and ideas David would have for what matters most as the year begins. I know I always tend to think about our routines, what works, what doesn't, and how to help my kids have the best year they can. Also, I'm sending my oldest off to college for the first time. Any suggestions on how to let go and maintain the relationship at the same time? Thank you for all you do. I'm becoming a better parent because of your podcast. Well, as always, thank you for the questions, and we're, we're going to try to go on a DM marathon over the next couple of weeks and try to answer a lot of questions because we're just getting too many stacked up in the queue, and I feel bad, but for this question- There's I'll, a lot of good questions coming in. I'll start with the last thing that she said first, um, and this is serious and jokingly. If your kid is going off to college, I think you should really consider, and this may not be the case with this parent, 
I think you should really consider taking off the friend finder or the locator device on the cell phone. Oh. Interesting enough, a lot of that mean- freshmen have been reporting to me saying, you know, Dave, uh, I just really, it's hard because like I slept in from college. I didn't do this day. And then I get a call from my mom. How come you're not at the science building? How come you're not this? How come you're not that? <laughs> and, I, and I get it. The parents want their investment to be secure. <laughs> they want to know that their kids are going to school. And well, you know, some of these apps, it tells you how fast you're going on your you car. Know, too much info. It tells too you much info. how much your percentage is on yeah, your battery. Yeah, yeah. Too much anyway. info. Too much info is dangerous. So she said, I, I don't know if it's she or he, but that person that asked a question said, how do I preserve the relationship? You're going to have to get rid of any tracking devices on your child's phone for starters. If you don't have that or you already decided to let go of that, let me hold on. Listen to this. Congratulations. I'm not, I'm not even going to clap right now because you're what stepping if out goes into wrong? a what whole if you need to new know? world. What if they're driving and you want to know, you know, how far away they are? Well, yeah, I'm, there's plenty. I'm freaking out right now. All you have to do is say that. There's plenty of good reasons for a controlling slash caring parent <laughs> to want to have the tracking devices, but. For those of you listening to this podcast, remember when you were a freshman in college? Yeah, they didn't even have phones. They didn't even have email. Yeah, the tracking device <laughs> would have caused very serious problems at in your relationship. My mom I would have seen me in places that. that I was not old enough to be at in my freshman year of college, <laughs> but thanks to a friend, I had a really good fake ID. Totally different story. I'm not suggesting that part, by the way. That's not a suggestion. So first thing is, seriously, you're going to have to let go of that. It's a false sense of security. And this is what the normal response to parents, well, I just want to know they're safe. I get it. And they want to know that you trust them. Something's got to give. You can't have those two. Find me a teenager that's starting their freshman year in college and says, you know what? I really want my parent to have the tracking device on me because I think that will really be helpful for me as an adult for them to know where I'm at and they can call me and remind me that I'm not at the class that I was trying to pretend that I was at. (laughs) Now, parents also say, well, I'm paying for it. I have the right to know. No, you're paying for it. You don't have the right to know. You You didn't have to pay for it. Where does it say in the parent handbook that when your child is out of high school that you have to pay for them to go to college? That's your choice. That's what you want. And it doesn't come with the false sense of security of just knowing if they're at class or not. So consider that, please. Now, back to the high school question. I'm going to just, you know, just make a little note of that. And more of a mental note. Yeah, not an action <laughs> note, not I'm on not, your to-do list. I'm actually going to write that down, but I'm going to, mm, because okay. I don't have a college student. Yet. So now, now let's go back to the question. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. The question had to do with what is most important thing for me to focus on? Is that what she well, What's the, the best way? Said? What's the best way to kind of kick off this school year to ensure that your kid's going to have a great year? Well, I mean... Super broad, right? I mean... Well, I mean, there, there's so many different age groups to consider with that. I mean, if you're talking about elementary kids, granted, you know, you, you want to talk to the teacher, you know, you, you want to make sure that they feel comfortable, go visit the classroom... Most elementary schools do some sort of an orientation now. Um, Even if you've been to the school, you know, there's some sort of way to kick it off. I'm going to add to that that I like to make sure that my kids, and I'm probably an oversharer. I know that's hard for you guys to probably believe. No, I believe it 100%. (laughs) Why would that be hard to believe? 
Oh, wait, you're making a joke. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Proceed. That um, I like to make sure that the teacher knows, is aware of any special considerations. You know, Colton didn't have an, a left ear. And so without, like, not in front of everybody, in kind of a more private situation, I'd be like, look, he can't hear out of his left ear. Can you please put him on the right side of the room? Yeah. Um, you know, so just kind of giving, you know, I'm just, that, that was just, okay, go. Yeah, and considerations doesn't necessarily mean starting off with telling them how to do their job, right? There's a difference between right? that. Because apparently some teachers don't like that to kick off the school year. <laughs> and, you know, even with the best intentions, parents might divulge a little bit too much information. Too. Maybe. I I mean, in an email that yeah. could get out Not of hand. Not Heidi Swap, maybe Haley Swap would, <laughs> might do the, such a thing. Um, no, no, yeah. I so, keep it really, I keep all my, my conversations really short. So those are basic generic things for just a typical thing, but let's lean more towards the parent, let's say middle school and high school. Let's say that you want to start off the school year, right? Well, let's look in the mirror first. Are you modeling for your kid confidence that their school year is going to be good? Or are you trying to sell them that it's going to be good? Selling versus instilling confidence are completely different things. Selling is like, hey, you know, like, you know, like, aren't you excited about your new school year? Like, don't you like your clothes? Like, don't you feel confident? I hear all these types of weird question statements where it's like, aren't you happy? Aren't you excited? Don't you think it's going to go good? Parents, again, this is you trying to get your kid to tell you that you're going to be okay. It's not their job to make you feel comfortable. You think you're trying to help them by telling them things like, aren't you excited to go back to school? But that sounds like, don't you love me? It's a twisted question. It's, it's please answer it in a way that makes me feel good. You're not going to get honest answers usually for them. You're going to get emotional, fearful answers or like, yeah, I guess I just don't know. So be really mindful to not try to get what I call a heat check your kid and put out these signals that you're saying, I'm worried about this year not going well. So please tell me that you're okay with it. Well, because as a mom, wouldn't you love it if your kid was like, you know what? I am not worried at all. I'm so excited. I'm ready to start. I'm ready to kick this off the school. I mean, we would love that. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. but if your kid's not, not at least realistic. a little nervous, they're either extremely overconfident and maybe they, they should be a little nervous or, you know, maybe they, they have all their best friends in all their classes and they're just excited to see people because that can happen too. But I'd say more often than not, there's some sort of nervous anxiety in a spectrum from a little bit all the way to straight up freaking out, paralyzing, crying before they go to class. Okay. So again, mirroring for them, making sure that you're not selling it, that you're actually giving them confidence with it. So it would be making statements like this. Hey, I'm really excited about your new school year. You know, it's a new school year. It's a new opportunity. It's a fresh start. And man, there's so many things that you have in store for you. So many things that you don't, cool things that are going to happen that you don't even know yet. I'm just, man, I'm, I'm really excited to see all the great things you're going to learn, the new friends you're going to meet. Well, then your kid, even if they're pessimistic, they may voice their concerns and you should validate those concerns. Yeah, I, I get why you're scared. I get where you're worried. Maybe they're throwing out some 
exclamation statements and they're putting us out there. You know, if you've listened to the podcast before this, well, acknowledge it. Yeah. You know, wow, that's, that's, that's a good worry. However, it hasn't happened yet. If you listen to another podcast, okay, <laughs> yet. all of our podcasts are giving you different tools that you can now use at this moment. So that's what it looks like to instill confidence instead of trying to sell or trying to get them to convince you that they, sh- that you shouldn't worry. So very important for you to give them the confidence that it is going to have success because you don't have to lie. Some parents want to say like, well, I don't know that it's going to be successful, specifically if the last year wasn't successful. I'm saying, no, no, no. They're going to have some successes. You just don't know how many, how little, but they're going to have some wins. Well, you you kind of talked about that in our workshop. You kind of said like, don't automatically assume that things that, went wrong in the past are going to go wrong again just because it's your kid and they have, you know. You never know. You kind of had a phrase about it. It was like something Yeah, but about- we want people to come to podcasts. And, you know, <laughs> we have a whole lot more episodes to do, so <laughs> we don't give away the farm right away. But this is information that's very valid. So, yeah. Mom, I-, I think what she's really trying to say is, you know, I want it to go good for my kids and what could I do to make it good for them? Well, this is the best thing you could do. If you buy them back to school clothes and they feel confident that they have, and regardless of how much money you have, most parents can get a couple new things, you know, you check that box. That's an important thing, right? New backpack, couple, you know, make sure they have the, the, the folders and everything. So you get all those things taken care of. But what can you, let's be honest, what could you really do? Can you go to school with them? Can you sit in all their classes? I sure hope you can if they're in middle school or high school, because that would be embarrassing for your kid. So what you can do for them is you can tell them to expect and look for a lot of wins. And when they have losses that they can also talk to you about it, because you're not going to be freaking out if things don't always go right for them every single day. I think that's a great way to start out the school year. Um, there's a lot of different things that, that come up on a regular basis, but I, I really like that suggestion to, to be completely honest as Connor, who's my youngest kicked off his school year this year, I went into it with like fully believing that we were going to repeat a really hard year. Um, I was scared. I was emotional. I was worried about the teacher and I took him to school with, I wasn't even selling it. I was like just in full prayer mode, right? And I dropped him off and he came, I picked him up, came home. And he was like, today was so awesome. My teacher is so awesome. I am so stoked. And I was like, really? Completely shocked. So, you know, I think go in expecting good things to happen. And mod- and I like how you said model that for your kids, which means that you're actually doing the same thing. You're expecting good things to happen. You know, I almost forgot one really important little thing that all you parents can do out there. First of all, let me explain how important this is, and, and maybe we'll elaborate on it more in another podcast. Um, most people go to good or bad experiences. Their mind, it's, it's easy to think, is it going to be good for them? Is it going to be bad for them? But what I find out is a very powerful emotion, and it kind of stands on its own. Um, and I don't know if emotion is the right word to say this, but it's, it's a characteristic that we want to instill 
as an opportunity to give our kids options is I want you to invite conversations of curiosity. Curiosity. I'm writing this down. Conversations of curiosity. Okay. So curiosity, if you invite curiosity into your conversation with your kid about going back to school, what this does is it gives them an open-ended opportunity to see what's going to happen. See, kids especially are very curious. So even though they may be voicing their anxieties and their fears and worries, they are curious to see how it's going to play out. So curiosity can be this, curiosity can kind of get through some very, it's almost like it finds a way through the cracks where fear and hope are in polarizing extremes. Fear and hope are kind of living in the margins and curiosity sounds like this. Well, you never know. Maybe. You don't know yet, right? We talked about the yet. That invites curiosity. And that's why I said, I'm glad this conversation, I don't know what sparked it, but that's something that the yet does give you. When I say it gives you options, it gives you a chance for your brain to tap in to curiosity. Human beings, it's natural to be curious. The reason why people explored the world, why people with horrible, no technology, I mean, the, the ancient Polynesians, Hawaiians, you know, my ancestors, like, you know, you go and watch the movie Moana. Moana, it's like they were voyagers. And she, if you watch the movie, she's like, we were voyagers. We didn't settle. We were voyagers. And we took on the Pacific Ocean. Oh my gosh, it's scary out in the Pacific Ocean. There's, these no, people, there's no trackers, no tracking devices. These people devices. being legendary wayfinders, you know, it's widely, you know, debated that, you know, Polynesians were some of the very best sailors and, and wayfinders. They would use the stars to map out where they're at. They were curious. How could they have cultivated more islands? How could people explore the seas if they weren't curious? Don't you think on one spectrum they were fearful and on the other spectrum they're hopeful? But what is the fuel to kind of get the engine going? Curiosity. Okay, well, so what – give an example. Give an example of a conversation of curiosity. Like a – did you say it? Well, I, I, I mean, I kind of did. I but, mean, you explained so, it. So, so let's say, let's say your, your child is being pessimistic. Oh, my gosh. Or no, let's say they're being fearful. I'm so scared that it's going to be bad like it was last year. Or, and you're like thinking to yourself, well, it wasn't that bad. And maybe your kid goes, no, remember when I started off school last year and someone made fun of my outfit and I got there and I'm new to the school and I'm from a different state. I didn't know that that wasn't a cool style here. And then it totally got me in a bad position. Maybe you got a bad nickname and they go down this path of this, and that, and this, and that, and the other. Well, this year you can say, mm, that's the thing about eighth graders that's different than ninth graders. Ninth graders, you're stepping into high school and people have different fashion styles. So maybe you could intentionally try to roll your pants up different. Maybe you can Google some different things. Maybe you could try a different fashion and just own it. That's curious. Huh. What teenager doesn't want to be the one that starts the trend? What teenager doesn't want to be the one that people are trying to copy them? So if you invite curiosity like, Maybe you don't have to be a follower. Maybe you can find out what people are into and maybe you could try something a little bit different because a lot of kids want to have their own style, but they're scared that they're going to go outside of what's acceptable and be shamed or they can be like, they, they miss, right? Like, let's say they have a fashion film, they miss, but it doesn't mean that they're going to miss with everything. So 
invite curiosity. I like that idea. I like the idea of just using maybe you could try this. I, I really like that because that doesn't mean that's not like you should do this. It's not like this. It doesn't come into a lecture or I'm an expert and I know everything or I think, I do, you know, and and kind of forcing an authority. But it's so so it's far we've talked yeah. about and yet maybe an or so or I use interchangeable to and quite a bit. So I tell people that they'll say like, what if I go back to school and I'm not cool and I'm not hip because it's a new school, whatever, and everything fails. I said, or what if you go back to this new school and you walk into a situation where people think you're cool because you're from California or you're actually something new and fresh and inviting and exciting. And then they go, huh? All you want to do is just spark curiosity, mic drop and let it roll. I love that. I love that. That's a, I think that's a, that's a great suggestion. Because try even to save them and say, why do you feel that way? Well, everybody knows how I feel about questions. So good luck with that one. If that doesn't work, let me pretend to be shocked. Oh, really? It didn't work when you started to try to solve your kids' problems and ask them a bunch of questions about why they're worrying? They're worrying. So try something about inviting curiosity in the conversation. I love that. Great. Well, thank you again for sending in your question. I think that all of us benefited from that and really cool. We haven't, that's a couple of things that we've never really talked about. Oh, and by the way, I had a smart aleck dad one time. He goes, well, you know what they said about curiosity? It killed the cat. I said, but teenagers are like cats. So I get that's a good what, metaphor. Nine lives? Yeah. So, well, so what I said was my curiosity. Yeah. Maybe it killed the cat, but curiosity also motivates the cat too. Teenagers right. and kids, as they get older, they're motivated by like, I'm going to go to this party. Let's see who's there. I'm going to, you know, get involved in this social group at school. It could be the video game club. It could be they're, they're curious to know if they'd be good at football. Well, how do you know? You got to go. Like, you got to go for it. You got to try it. Yep. I, I love that. So very cool. All right. Well, as always, you guys, that wasn't therapy. That was suggestions, ideas, sharing. Um, and so we love it when you share with us. We love it when you share your wins. We love it when you share your questions and your concerns. Anytime um, you can, you can um, put David to the test. We'll see if he's really worth all the, all, all his chops. <laughs> hey, well, since uh, we're doing all this podcast for free, you know, hey, like, you know, it's, you didn't have to pay for it at least. <laughs> That's right. When I say not we're doing for free, man, you don't have to pay to listen to the podcast. So you can't say I didn't get my money's worth. That, well, and I always like that. I like to not have. Lowered expectations. <laughs> That's right. Anyway, you guys, thank you. Um, thank you for joining us. And as always, keep listening, keep learning, keep telling your friends, um, and keep joining us to like the fight. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.